Hey guys, welcome to IP series COVID-19 edition where we talk on recent IP cases and development globally. IP, like I've always stated, is basically everywhere and we know IP protects creative and innovative work uh, which could be in form of a copyright, a trademark, a patent, industrial design, trade secrets, um, geographical education, etc. Now it is also advisable to register your work so you can enjoy legal backing and protection. With this, I welcome you to today's episode and topic which is titled Reasons Why Your Trademark Application May Be Rejected. My name is Rita Amwiri Chinda and this podcast was edited and recorded by Mina. Let's get right into it. So, um, in the last two, three seasons, I think I started introducing Newsflash or Hot Topic. So, uh, today's Newsflash slash Hot Topic is that on the 30th of June um, 2020, the Nigerian Trademark Registry published its trademark journal for opposition of marks, which will run for the next two months. Now, this is done according to Section 13 and 63 of the Nigerian Trademark Act for publication of notice of application. So if you've recently uh, you know, made a trademark application, take note that your position started counting from the 30th of June, and this will run to um, the 30th of August. Now, Section 20 of the Trademark Act also talks on opposition to registration, which may be done within two months from the date of the publication as stated initially. So I already explained that um, the trademark registry published um, its journal on the 30th of June. So um, agents take note, IP lawyers, firms take note. Um, yeah, so let's get right into our case study. So our case study for today is the Valentino against the trademark trial appeal body um, which is also known as the TTAP um, so if you if you want to read more or get, you know look at the decision of the appeal board it's um, re that is re valentino spa so s dot p dot a um, serial number seven nine two two eight one six zero um, so if you've heard of Valentino, if you've bought uh, a Valentino brand, the original or not the pirated one anyways, but yeah, so Valentino is a luxury brand and an Italian um, fashion house which was created in 1960. Um, in 2010, they started accessorizing um, their bags and shoes and clothes um, with rock studs, um, thereby creating a rock stud range, um, which also in Increase their sales and revenue between um, 2013 and the end of 2018. So in 2013, they made 590 million dollars. I mean, that's a lot. But just check out the progression, how much it grew. So at the end of 2018, Valentino um, sales was up to was. A billion dollar one billion dollar and that was the same year that Apple became the first trillion dollar company but that's another story for another day <laughs> so um, why this case why why is it really interesting so 
from December 2010 to October 2019, um, the legal team, yeah, of Valentino tried registering Rockstored. You know, like I said initially, they started using Rockstored in all their um, shoes and clothes and bags in 2010 since 2010 and decided to trademark um, the name rock stud and rock stud spike for its appearance on you know the shoes the bags and the clothing in international um, class 18 25 and also as a standard trademark uh, as a standard character this later involved um, into a multi-year fight between the legal teams of Valentino and the various arms of the USPTO because when they initially made the application to register it was rejected um, the, 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 the body rejected it stating that the three-man panel three-judge panel um, upheld the decisions of the USPTO to refuse to register the word spike because it was um, considered to be descriptive so um, in 2018 the national trademark body also issued an official refusal to register the mark because it was descriptive in nature instead of um, you know being a, an, a source identificator of the goods so when they say your mark is descriptive that means if I hear the word iron like I want to name my brand iron my range of irons, iron, you already describes what my product is. And that's not what a mark should do. It should, you know, be distinctive or fanciful or original or something. Uh, yeah, so trademark, as we know, um, is a source identifier. Um, it's used to identify goods or services that the mark is being registered in, which could be um, the name, of the logo or the sign or the symbol symbols or phrase just like Nike just do it or numbers or a, a non-traditional trademark could be in form of the three-dimensional shape um, its smell hologram etc instead of now the 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 panel the appeal board asked Valentino to amend this, its application you know just change remove the spike from your um, rock stud is not, um, you know, doesn't qualify as a trademark. But instead of amending the application, they um, requested that the registration be reconsidered and further appealed um, the decision of the USPTO to the TTAB, that is the Trademark Trial Appeal Body. Now, in Nigeria, according to Section 21 of our Trademark Act, the decision of the registrar um, shall be subject to appeal to the court. So if, uh, as it's in the Valentino case, that the Trademark Office refused to you know, register the word, you can appeal, make an appeal at the Federal High Court um, so the judge can listen to your case. Um, however, this appeal must emanate from the opposition stage uh, which is not the case here. Um, the Rockstar application, Rockstar application or Rockstar spike um, was not opposed, rather, it was refused to be registered. Um, in Rule 34 of our trademark regulation, um, it provides that after search and consideration of an application and any evidence of use or distinctiveness supplied by the applicant, 
the registrar may accept um, the application absolutely or he may object to it or express his willingness to accept it and this is subject to conditions um, amendments disclaimers modifications or limitations as the registrar may deem fit um, to impose um, there was also this this was the issue in this um, valentino's case the legal team and council were given the option to amend the application but they refused to amend the application but and rather chose to appeal um, the the USPTO decision to the TTP TTAB that's the trademark trial appeal body. Now Rule 35 of our trademark act also provides that if the registrar objects to an application he shall inform the applicant in writing and this must be done within two months um, by the applicant applying for a hearing. The applicant must apply for a hearing or making writing to the objection of the registrar else it will be considered that the application has been redrawn. Um, the time limit for this is um, for the registrar's condition and hearing shall be within one month um, from the date of communication uh, applying for a hearing else it will also be considered that your application has been redrawn. So what are the reasons why your trademark application may be rejected? So if the mark is not distinctive enough, I know I stated it earlier, um, what that, this means that if I see brand A, B, goods or services or product, I should be able to differentiate them. If I can't differentiate, differentiate them, um, that means it's causing confusion. So that's another reason why your trademark may not be, um, your application may not be may, may accepted and it will be likely to be rejected. If it causes confusion, amongst the consumers um, in relation to the extent of the registrations. Um, this is in line with Section 9 of the Trademark Act, um, especially subsection 3 <laughs> of the Trademark Act. Um, example would be cold and creamy. So for so if you call your ice cream cold and creamy ice cream, we already know that ice cream is cold and it's creamy. So why do you need to call your ice cream um, cold and creamy? So examples of um, ice creams would be Ben & Jerry, Hagen Dazs, Supreme Ice Cream, um, Fan, the fan brands. Um, so yeah, then this, it also makes the attribute or ingredient of the mark to be very weak. So if I hear cold and creamy, it doesn't really, you know, hold water. So when choosing a mark, make sure that it's good enough and strong enough. Um, another reason why your trademark application may be rejected is if there's a similar mark out there. So if there's a Ben and Jerry mark out there in the same class, um, and, and it's going to cause confusion that your mark may not be registered if there's a um, so now the question will not be can two brands um, bear the same name yes so if yes however it has to be in the difference so the case of Steve Jobs against Steve Jobs where um, a fashion, and, and two brothers named their clothing line Steve Jobs and, and the Apple company has of Steve Jobs sued and saying they can't use Steve Jobs as a trademark and the, the court said it's not possible because Steve Jobs did not register um, the, the word or name Steve Jobs for fashion line so they lost that right to you know restrain anybody from using um, that mark. 
Um, another, another reason could be if the mark you seek to register is generic in nature. For example, if you're Nigerian, people want to buy pencils and say, I need to buy a pen. They say, give me Biro or give me Bic. Bic is a brand name. Um, you know, you want to buy detergent and you're saying, give me Omo. There are different brand names. You have Sunlight, um, Omo, Ariel, you know. Um, you want to buy seasoning cube, you say, give me Maggi, meanwhile, what you want is not cube or Royco. Um, you want um, Indomie noodles, in particular brand noodles, and like, give me Indomie. Indomie is the brand name. Why? <laughs> I don't know if you guys get my point. So, um, sometimes when this was, you know, become too common, it starts to lose its, its distinctiveness. Um, for instance, Google is a brand name, but it became too generic because it was referred to as internet search engine. Um, ping pong, um, table tennis became too generic. Um, post-it, sticky notes, it became the generic term. Vaseline, petroleum jelly became the um, generic term. Um, another reason why your mark may be rejected is if it's this deceptive or scandalous, it cannot be registered. Um, like according to section 11 of the Nigerian Trademark Act. Um, if you try to register the names of chemical substance, it will not be accepted as well. Um, so what then qualifies as a strong mark or distinctive mark? So any mark that is arbitrary in nature or is fanciful or coined is considered to be positively, positively strong. So um, brand names like Samsung, yeah, and Temoku, that's a brand name. Um, Ford, um, BMW, those are arbitrary and coined um, words that were registered as trademark. So how do you select a strong trademark for your as a business person or as an entrepreneur? So the primary goal, first of all, should be um, wanting to establish your brand presence in the market. So when people hear about your brand, what, what's the first thing you want people to think about um, when they hear your brand? Um, you, you also want to be able to you know, prevent other people from registering a similar mark. Um, you also get to enjoy um, legal backing, especially when the mark is registered. Um, it must meet the requirements of being distinctive in nature, as stated in Section 9 of our, the Nigerian Trademark Act. Now, when the TTA, Peter's trial and the Trademark Trial Appeal Body uh, was you know, coming up with their decision, they stated that the word spike is used to describe a feature of <laughs> a dog collar. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, so you can imagine. Um, so if you, if you were to Google spike now, you know, you will see different brands or products that have used um, spikes um, in their products. For instance, Gucci has a, a shoe line that has a spike. Um, Farfetch also has, you know, all those, any, any product you see with the spiky or studs on it, that's it. So, um, you also need to remember that trademark is a valuable, intangible asset that can be exploited or commercialized. Um, um, also know that trademark is territorial in nature, so registration is very important. Um, the term of duration for a trademark is seven years and it is subject for um, subject to renewal for two consecutive seven years, which is equal to 21 years. However, you can extend this by creating an IP portfolio, an IP strategy, and also 
um, having a brand strategy and expansion. For instance, Amazon has about 1,500 trademark registered. I mean, that's a lot. And you must know how much it took them to invest, you know, and build this this many um, um, trademarks. So I know, I think it was in the last or two two sessions where I talked about Kanye making the registration for Yeezy in, in to be used on various products. So that's, that's one of the things you can do. Think of brand expansion, uh, expansion and what you can do with your, your, your trademark. Um, on the 15th of April, finally on the 15th of April, the TTAB, that's the Trademark Trial Appeal Board, said that the word spike in the proposed mark um, the proposed mark rock stored spike is merely descriptive of the of the goods and must be disclaimed uh, and affirm the refusal of the USPTO to register um, the word um, spike or rock stored spike or rock stored itself. However, he allowed the applicants 30 days to submit a disclaimer um, of spike as protected provided in <laughs> in section 6a of the US trademark act and also um, section 15 of our Nigerian trademark act provides that um, a disclaimer for for registration purpose uh, can happen if a trademark contains matter common to the trade or otherwise of a non-distinctive character the registrar or the court the court in this case would be the federal high court um, in deciding whether the trademark shall be entitled shall be entered or shall remain on the registrar um, they may require as a condition that it be on the registrar so the applicant shall disclaim any right to the exclusive use so you know when you have an ip you get you have exclusive right to use the market alone but in this case now you will disclaim any rights to the exclusive use of that particular mark and which is really sad but yeah it is what it is and so in conclusion uh, we're wrapping up now you need to consult an IP lawyer, have one year retainer so you can be properly guided when it comes to your IP registration and protection. Don't just have one lawyer for everything. They have lawyers who are specialized in all of this is tax law, uh, immigration law, company law, IP law. Um, you get my point. So always do um, a search of the IP before proceeding to register it so that you don't have to cancel your, your registration at some point. That's, that would be another topic for another day, but not today. Um, also, after registering it, you need to consistently use um, the mark after it's been registered. So with that, um, we end the, today's IP series. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who has, you know, always tuned in or listened to my podcast when I share them. So you can listen to my podcast on Anchor, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, Brica, Radio Plus. Um, so yeah, so if you, if you have questions, you can send us to us an email, um, ipseriesinfo at gmail.com or padu, P-A-R-D-O-O, primelegal at gmail.com. Um, you can also send me a DM, uh, a DM on my Twitter, Esmeraldo99. You can also send me a message if you have my number. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you, thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you learned something from this particular session do let me know um until the next ip series stay safe observe the 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 healthy 
um, measures set out by the um, health body. Um, and yeah, have a good, good day, guys. Thank you once again and bye.